Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, we have a powerful episode, and across this powerful virtual Oaken desk is DJ Micah Rez. Hey, Dags, what's going on, amazing friends? Coming at you still from the bowels of cyberspace, kind of dark down here. It is. It doesn't smell, though, but it is dark. It's not musky or musty or. Uh, there's a mildew smell. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm glad you're not lying. Damp basement type smell. That's where, that's what it is. Sweet. Hello friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. Old G's. Welcome new listeners to the most powerful podcast ever created. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 1979 movie from Clint Eastwood, Escape from Alcatraz, picked by Micah Rez. Micah Rez, why did you pick this film? For two reasons. One, it's Clint Eastwood, and uh, this will be like the Clint Eastwood trifecta that we've done. So that'll uh, cap that off. And two, it's one that I hear a lot of people say you got to watch it. I've never seen it. So I figured, why not? Let's do it. So uh, sometimes this podcast forces me to watch things that I've been putting off, and this is one of them. Isn't it amazing what I do to your brain, Micah Rez? It's amazing. I mean, I've just gifted you with knowledge, powerful pop culture knowledge. And you know who is powerful is Clint Eastwood. He is. 91 years old, and he's making a new fucking movie. Can you believe that? Are you kidding me? No. Cry Macho is coming out in 2021. Is he going to play an old curmudgeon Yeah, but, but he's 91 years old, dude. Most people don't even <laughs> live that long. And if you do live that long... You're not lucid enough or a hard enough worker to actually make a film. No. I mean, when you really stop and think about it, all jokes aside, it's, it's, it's amazing. His career. Yeah. I think, uh, what Gene Hackman has got to be around the same age and he retired, what, 20 years ago from acting. Gene Hackman, another powerful actor. Yeah. We got to get into, uh, grab some of his films too. Oh, definitely. What's the, uh, the the car chase one from the seventies. Everybody raves about Oh, the French Connection. Yeah. The French Connection. See, I've never seen that one. Oh my God, so Pop- Popeye Doyle. We're gonna have Doyle. to review that one. No, seriously, dude, that is a fine film. And and back then, without whoa, back then, back in my day, I know whatever, but <laughs> it was filmmaking. It you know it, now it just seems like it's almost everything's a promotion and everything's a video game. Fine cinematography. I mean, like you're talking about the car chase. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Powerful. Gene Hackman, but back to Clint Eastwood, 91 years old and making a movie. Unbelievable. Crazy. So on today's episode, also, we have powerful new music from Chuck W. off the album Anxiety Rock. When you're in, powerful experimental electronic music. Make sure you guys stick around to the end of the show. That's when we're going to be playing it. So don't leave early. 
Also, speaking of movies, Micah Rez and Amazing Friends, we have new movies to give away. I'm excited. I can't wait. Unbelievable. Who gives away more movies than, than this podcast? No one. Nobody. Who is more powerful than this podcast? No Nobody. One. I know. It's unbelievable. God bless you here, Micah Rez. <laughs> Two powerful films we're going to be giving away in the near future. Make sure you follow us on all social medias, Twitter, at Amazing Pop Pod, Instagram. Make sure you like our Facebook page. Micah Rez, we have a powerful new way to support this podcast. Oh my God, what is that? It is buy me a cup of coffee. Buy me coffee, Micah Rez, would you? I'll buy you a coffee. I powerful. love coffee. Yeah, who doesn't love coffee? But uh, yeah. The soulless, that's who. Yes. So we have this powerful new way to help support our podcast, buymecoffee.com. So go to buymecoffee.com forward slash amazing pop pod. Amazing P-O-P-P-O-D. All ran together, all one word, if you will. Now, the beauty of this is you can buy us, literally buy us a cup of coffee. Make it a $5 donation. There's also ways to set up subscriptions to help support our powerful podcast. We have a small-time goal right now of $500 to help us upgrade our equipment. You don't have to pay to listen to this powerful podcast, but this is just a way to help support us, Micah Rez. That's right. You know what we should we should do is we should get a link tree for this amazing podcast. I recently just did the link tree thing, and it's amazing. You can get all of your links to all of your social media on one website type. Yeah, that's link. that's 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 funny you said that, Micah Rez. We do have a link tree. Oh God! Yes. There you go. Get yes. it. Check yes. it out, everyone. Yes, check it out. Go to Twitter. Follow us at Amazing Pop Pod. We have the Linktree link there. Follow us on Instagram. The Linktree link is there. Everywhere in cyberspace, Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is ready to help you. Now, Mike Rez, let's get into this powerful movie. 1979, Escape from Alcatraz. Yes, this movie was one of Clint Eastwood's finest work, in my opinion. It is a, a prison action film back when there wasn't a lot of prison action films, so there wasn't a lot of tropes and cliches to pull from. And this one doesn't have many of those anyway. Like, you would watch a movie like a movie like this back then and say, oh, yeah, kind of, it's kind of boring because I've seen this a thousand times in some of the other prison movies I've seen. But no, you get none of that here. It's Clint Eastwood. Fred Ward is in this movie. Jack Thibodeau is in this movie. Barry Hankin is in this movie. Danny Glover makes his debut dags in this yes. movie. Blink and you'll miss him. He's not deal. he's not getting too old for this shit. This no, is, this, not this at is all. his first film. <laughs> See, he went from being a prisoner to being a police officer. So I mean that tells you uh he went full circle in his career. Uh, but this movie is about an actual prison escape from the 1962 uh, prison escape uh, when a couple of uh, actual inmates may or may not have successfully escaped. Well, they did successfully escape, but did they live? Who knows? That is a question that has not been answered. But this is a movie where Frank Morris, played by Clint Eastwood, who is a, a criminal with a high IQ, Dags, very smart guy. Exceptional. Warden. That's right. <laughs> Exceptional IQ. And uh, he outsmarts the warden and the prisoners and comes up with this great plan 
to get out of prison um, with the help of a, of a couple of uh, uh, three more inmates. Two of them are brothers who are uh, convicted bank robbers. And then this other guy, uh, Charlie Butts, uh, Seymour's brother. Whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's in prison for, uh, what was it, car theft. And so they, they come up with this plan to escape Alcatraz and to make it across the bay with homemade rafts and life jackets. And they find out how to chisel through the, the cinder blocks and the vent at the end of their cells. It's a crazy movie. You know what the best part is, Dags, is there's not a lot of dialogue and they didn't feel like they needed to waste time with useless dialogue. And the action on the screen helps tell the story as much as the dialogue. Yeah, it's a great movie. What are some of the things that you remember from the film? I mean, like memorable scenes, dialogue, music, etc. Oh, well, let's get into music because this is what I was really excited about. So there's a scene in this movie where they, Clint Eastwood is trying to figure out a way to smuggle out like this, uh, a wedge out of the wood shop. And it's like, that's a metal a metal wedge wrapped around, or metal wrapped around a wood wedge, excuse me. And he's trying to get this out so he can help take off the uh, the vent in his prison cell. And he puts one in the bottom of his shoe and he tries to sneak one out in his pocket and they find that one. He just he did that on purpose to set up the metal detector just to find that one and he can sneak the other one out. So in the next scene, they show him taking it out of his shoe, out of the sole of his shoe dags. And that music that's played sounds very similar to Halloween. Whoa. It, it, that was the first thing that came to my mind was that was that this music is from Halloween. So of course I ran and checked it out. And the person who composed the music for Escape from Alcatraz was Jerry Fielding. There is no tie between him and uh John Carpenter did music for Halloween. So I'm not sure maybe he drew in inspiration from Halloween because Halloween came out the year before. So I'm just not quite sure where this music came from, but it's eerily similar to Halloween. To me, it was powerful 70s mystery music, always on the movie of the week. If anyone is old and remembers <laughs> ABC's movie of the week, they played powerful music like that. Yeah. So, But yeah, I think if, if the Amazing Friends go to watch this movie, it's particularly watch for that scene and listen for that music, because to me it was Halloween some of the some of the same types of music so it was it was pretty cool though because I mean, it was like oh cool this is kind of maybe it's tied together somehow and i looked it up it's not but it uh does make you wonder now what was uh frank morris clint eastwood what was his crime you know in the movie they don't really tell you what it was um but thanks to the fr our friends uh, at the internet uh, i was able to find out that the real frank morris uh, was arrested for crimes ranging from narcotics to possession to or narcotics possession to armed robbery. Uh, in his early years, he would serve lunch to prisoners. Later, he was arrested for grand larceny, grand theft, or car theft, armed robbery. But like we said earlier, he was ranked in the top two percent of intelligence with his IQ of one thirty three. When he was transferred to Alcatraz, he was serving a ten year sentence for bank robbery. And uh, another fun fact, he was the grandfather of Zach Morris. Really? No, not really. That's amazing. Yes. No. <laughs> I want to go over some of the characters, too. Sure. 
What are your thoughts on Litmus? I think he he's like a like the sweet old guy uh, in the prison. He's the guy you go to when you need shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you need, he's gonna get it for you. Plus, he's got a pet mouse. I mean, that's pretty cool right there. Finds a mouse in prison and takes it into the shower with him. <laughs> now, was your first thought when you saw that mouse that that thing's gonna get killed and then uh, he's gonna snap? I did. Yeah, I thought for sure that was just like setting up some some type of. Uh, events later on in the film yeah i was um, waiting i was waiting for a sadistic prison guard to kill it yeah and actually it was kind of you would think the warden you know he would have ordered a guard to kill it <laughs> just because that, that warden was always he's like the tough guy who let everybody else be the bad guy now the so. the actor in that uh, frank ronzio he reminded me of an actor in a film called the platform it's a spanish horror movie okay and that's a really cool movie where these people you're on these platforms and all this food comes in, it's a prison, and then you have to quickly eat the food, and it drops down to different layers. So if you're on top, you know, you get the best food versus going down. It's it's an amazing movie. You got to check that out. But that's who that guy reminded me of. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. The, so there's a that mouse that we're talking about. Later on in the movie, when they're breaking out, Clint Eastwood puts that mouse in his pocket so the mouse can escape too. <laughs> Do you think the mouse drowned in the bay? <laughs> no. Or did it die on their way out? <laughs> Why are you so negative? <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Questions that need to be answered. Sweet freedom, my friend. Sweet freedom for sure. So let's talk about the warden. All pa- right. Patrick McGowan. And he's from the powerful show, The Prisoner. Have you seen that, Mike Rez? No. How old or new is that? Is that a show or a movie? It is a TV show. It came out in 67. Yeah, that's 10 years before I was born. The Prisoner. That's a cool miniseries that we're going to need to check out. So let me double was he check. A prisoner? Or was he, was he a prisoner or was he the warden in that one too? I'm going to give you a powerful description via the internets. The, pris- okay. the Prisoner is a 1967 British avant-garde social science fiction television series Jesus. about an unnamed British intelligence agent who was abducted and imprisoned in a mysterious coastal village. So he is a prisoner, my friend, not the warden. Okay. But it's a cool psychological drama, science fiction, allegory, all this different spy fiction. We're going to need to do that powerful podcast episode on that. 1967, The Prisoner. The Prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not very smart, um, this, this warden. As far as uh, noticing things, you, you know, a lot of things went under his nose in, in Alcatraz, which is probably one of the reasons why in real life, he was actually removed before they closed the prison down. I found out in my powerful research that uh, he was he wasn't there. He was there when Frank Morris was originally transferred, but was relieved of his duties and then was replaced by another warden uh, when Frank Morris actually escaped. So he, this warden. Wasn't actually there, but in the movie he is. Like I said, he's just a dick the whole time. He's taking away privileges, telling people they could. In the movie, he said you can't read any magazines, you can't read any newspapers, but yet English, the librarian, is going around handing out magazines to everybody. Yeah, I didn't get that either. <laughs> I didn't get that either. So. Uh, tell the fans, the amazing friends, about Paul Benjamin. So Paul English. Benjamin... Yeah, he plays, uh, I guess you would call him the librarian or the keeper of the library in the prison. And he 
beyond be friends Clint Eastwood's character Frank Morris uh, in the movie and he's there to to help out as much as he can as well he knows all about this plot but he keeps his mouth shut and lets them do what they need to do and kind of helps uh, Clint Eastwood get through Alcatraz until it's time to escape and and uh, he actually tells him how to weld uh, a piece of two pieces of metal together in your cell. So that was uh, I, I found that a little outlandish. Uh, I don't know if you can actually get away with that part in prison, but well, I it, it works. You know, you got to tell the story somehow. Yes, the distinctive smell of sulfur from burning matches, I think, is going to give it away. Yeah, I would think so. Plus the heating up of the metal. I mean, if it's going to get that hot. But then again. I mean, this escape really happened. True. So, you know, they got away with it somehow. But it was cool. Yeah, English is cool because he's uh, also king of the prison yard. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think that English had a friendship with um, Frank Morris? Why do you think that they had some connection there? You know, that's a good question. I'm, I, I'm not sure. I think, you know, other than it being in the movie, I think at some point, because it's like, from what I hear, from talking to people who have come from prison and, and the jail system, that those types of groups exist. We have separation and segregation, not by the prison system itself, but by the inmates themselves, where you, you hang out with the same people, whether it be race or religion. But I think at some point, you do have to befriend people from other groups just to kind of get what you need or to kind of keep that, that balance of peace within a prison, I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Obviously, um, Frank Morris was a likable character, even though he was he wasn't. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Well, what's right. cool? What's cool about Clint Eastwood is he's dirty hairy in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about the movie we watched, The Outlaw Josie Wales, yeah, you, know, you can just drop him in there. <laughs> dirty hairy in a cowboy. Yeah, hat. <laughs> but it's awesome. I mean, he's so likable. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of range in his characters. <laughs> You know, he has a couple other movies where he gets kind of wimpy and stuff and different characters, but I like him as Dirty Harry. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's like Tom Cruise or, you know, you drop in any of those, you know, Al Pacino later on in his career. But I mean, Clint Eastwood is so likable and, and he's so perfect in this movie. Do you think any other actor would have worked, worked in this or what do you think? Maybe Charles Bronson back then, but that's about it. Yeah. Charles but I Bronson. think Clint Eastwood was uh, probably the... A good casting. Now, this was the fifth movie he worked with this director. Yes. Yeah. Tell um, us a little bit about that. So this was Siegel was Don Siegel was the director of this movie. Um, but he also directed Coogan's Bluff, Two Mules for Sister Sarah, The Beguiled, and uh, Dirty Harry. <laughs> Dirty Harry. So, there it is. So this is so this is what. So remember when we did the outlaw, the outlaw Josie Wales. And I mentioned that when Eastwood wrote, directed and starred in this. And I. I didn't really like it too much. And I, then I, I said, you know, is he only getting most of these acting jobs because he's doing all the writing and directing as well as acting. So Dirty Harry was good. This movie was good, but he wasn't directing. So I think when he has just, just has to focus on the acting part, even though his characters are pretty much all the same, I think he does a better job when he doesn't have to worry about directing. We're going to have to have a new podcast just to, the Clint Eastwood podcast, <laughs> because I, we're going to have to get into some other films and see right. what you think, ones that he directed yeah. and started. The amazing Clint Eastwood pop culture podcast? Yes, powerful. Yeah, we're going to do it. And then we have uh, Robert's Blossom, Doc, 
doc. The painter. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for him. All that guy wanted to do was just paint. Yeah, he was he was, painted for he was Yes, he was a resident painter and he just basically painted everything he saw. But then unfortunately he painted the warden and it looked just like him. But for some reason that psycho thought I don't know, was making fun of him. So then anyway, he took away Doc's painting privileges. And then there was the hatchet scene. Yeah. I thought maybe he was going to go after a guard. Yes. That one. I, I had no idea. I, I wasn't expecting what happened. Yeah. And then it also featured Vienna sausages. So you guys, <laughs> you'll have to check out that scene. But I'm just curious, without your research, did you recognize who that was? No, I did not. Okay. Do you know who it is now? No, I do not. It is the old man from Home Alone. Get out of here. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Yes. You know what? He's also, right also in yeah, the, the movie. picture I see from 2010. Yes, he is the old man yeah. <laughs> from Home Alone. <laughs> also, he's the old man from Christine, powerful oh, horror God. movie. And he's the one that sells, right. yeah, sells him the car. Jesus. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, The yes. Last Temptation of Christ, uh, The Great Gatsby, the one from 1974. Yeah, this guy had a good uh, good run. Yeah, and then we got to talk about Larry Hink and Charlie Bucks. Oh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Now, do you remember where he's from? I know I've seen him in a lot of movies and TV shows. I know he was, uh, God, he was what, he was the uh, a crazy old neighbor from Friends, trying to remember where else I've seen him from, but I know he's been in a lot of stuff because you see him everywhere. They got Billy Madison. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. That's what <laughs> I was going with. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to look, I'm looking him up right now as we speak. Uh, oh, he was in Home Alone as well. Yes. He was, he was like the cop that uh, answers the phone when, when he's, uh, Kevin <laughs> is reported missing. He yeah. drops a piece of the donut on the phone. <laughs> so it, this movie is kind of cool how everything gets tied together. <laughs> Yeah, too bad Danny Glover wasn't it. And you know who he reminds me of? Who? DJ Qualls. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yes. From Road Trip. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes. Just a young, goofy, skinny dude. Yeah. Kind of like a young Kramer. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yes. I love unique looking actors like that. Yeah, and he kept getting work. I mean, after this, I mean, he was—he was—he's a good actor, though. I mean, I no, he's a great him. actor. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You guys will have to find out what happens to him in the end of the movie. Yeah, poor and guy. Then, and then we go to the the bank robbing brothers, Fred Ward. Fred Ward. And what movie yeah. was Fred Ward in? Well, he was in Tremors and Tremors Two, and I believe Tremors Three. And Love also, also Road uh, Trip. Road Trip. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He was the uh, he's his the dad. dad of- yes, DJ Qualls. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. God, I full love circle. Fred Ward. God damn. What's that? The full circle. God yes, damn. I know. It's powerful. <laughs> I'm looking up everything else. Yes. That he was in. So Remo Williams. Remo Williams. Remo Williams. The adventure begins. Third. I mean, my God, Tremors 2. He seems to be doing like, uh, for a while, it was like, two tv shows or movies a year and then it turns into four and then it goes back to three and 2001 he was in one two three four five six different things including joe dirt corky romano corky romano (laughs) sweet home alabama i remember him that he plays where there's uh dad 
in that one. So he was in ER and Grey's Anatomy in the same year. Yeah, let's see. What it's, uh, the last thing he was credited in is True Detective in 2015. But he hasn't acted in six years. Just, I mean, just a rugged dude. He's got that powerful, rugged, good looks. You know, the attitude. Yep. Yeah, I love, when I saw Fred Ward was in it, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a good movie, actually. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Paul Benjamin, who played English, another great actor. Oh, Paul Benjamin. Uh, he was in Midnight Cowboy, uh, Born to Win, The Deadly Trackers. The last thing he was in was in 2016, Occupied Texas. He took some time off in between 83 and 87 and didn't do much, and then he picked things back up. Yeah, he was a cool actor. Yeah. Kind of remind me of Paul Mooney. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to remember who he reminded me of. And I knew he wasn't Paul Mooney, but yeah. And then we have Bruce M. Fisher, the bear. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he played an interesting character in this, in this movie. I, you couldn't really tell if he was just being a bully or if he was just that prison guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Turns out he was kind of that prison guy. Let's say he tried to, to get uh, Clint Eastwood in the yard in this movie and they both end up in the in solitary well he showed in the movie that he likes pasta yeah that's true a yeah, very romantic scene where he's having pasta <laughs> right <laughs> but what's funny is he's also played a, a rapist in the outlaw josie wales oh my god isn't that cool how that's everything true. just comes around again yeah but you would that's like typecasting isn't it by then you'd be like okay hold on a second <laughs> And then I he can't was, keep playing a rapist. <laughs> and then he was also in uh, Something Wicked This Way It Comes, powerful 80s movie, 1983. Have you seen that film? My no, guys? I have not. I'm going to need you to watch that. Something Wicked This Way It Comes. That's Maybe a great movie. Yeah, and he was up. It's a dark fantasy. Yes, a great film. So, yeah, he was, uh, he was a cool character. You know who he reminded me of? Dumb and Dumber. Mike Starr, oh. the, the actor. Yeah, the Mike, guy that's in the middle of him that eats the hot sauce. Yes. Doesn't he? <laughs> can't you see him playing that? Oh, yeah. God, I love him. <laughs> you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but that, that Bruce Fisher guy in that, in the Escape from Alcatraz, he was, that's a cool character. And I like how he just keeps coming back, you know? Right. He doesn't forget. So what do you what do you think happened to him? You know, it's a good the, question. The film doesn't say it. Kinda, his it, life in it, the prison it, system, it, I guess. No, but I'm saying at the end there. Came so up. when English grabs him and yeah. says we're taking a walk, I think yeah. he did nothing. I don't think anything happened. I think English was just saving Clint Eastwood's life so he could get out of there. Interesting. Yeah. He does have to go sit down with uh, English's friends, though. I don't think anything would. Ha- I don't think anything happened. I don't. He just, you know, like I said, I think he was just getting him out of that situation so Clint Eastwood could escape that night, or at least attempt an escape soon. That litmus guy, I think he was a cool character. I like that, like the mouse, I'm thinking back, memorable scenes. He liked dessert a little too much, Mike Rez. I think you're right. That's Although a- when he meets Charlie Butts, I liked how he introduced himself as Al Capone. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> For those that don't know, Al Capone was on the rock. Right. Yeah, Charlie Butts is like, uh, can't believe I just need help. He's just like, yeah, I don't believe it either. <laughs> Funnier line when you watch the character. Yeah, all in all, a great movie, Mike Rez. It was a good movie, yeah. I liked it a lot. 
it um, got good reviews. The critics loved it. And uh, they actually weren't going to make this movie. Uh, Don Siegel and uh, Richard Tuggle were told to get lost uh, by a lot of uh, music, or I'm sorry, movie houses. They figured that nobody wanted to watch a prison movie and there was no love interest in it. So nobody, they all thought nobody would care. Uh, they made the movie anyway, um, and it did really good uh, domestically at the time. It brought in $43 million, Dags, and their budget was $8 million. So back Whoa. then, that was, it was Huge. big, big budget, but it made up for it because it made so much goddamn money back then. Yeah, it's weird because it's a 70s movie, but it's 1979. Right after that, 80s. So it's kind of like the last hurrah of the 70s movies like you were talking about. Classics back then. The older Clint Eastwood movies. It's a great film. I really liked it. I love prison movies. Micah Rez, why do you think people like prison movies? I think they're intrigued with what goes on inside. Because not a lot of people uh, get to see what goes on inside. And that's probably something that why they're so interested in it. It's cool because it almost, in a weird way, makes it look like it'd be fun. Doesn't it? Like there's like this, no, really, I mean, there's like this camaraderie, like you, you get to hang with your homies, you know? Yeah. You, you that's to, all you get to do. But it's weird. It's <laughs> only, I mean, and, and it's kind of cool how Clint Eastwood met up with those, the brothers. So, you know, you go to uh, different prisons and you hook up with your friends. It's, it's kind of like a job. You start a new job and so-and-so right. is working there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. Those two brothers that were in there for car theft or whatever. <laughs> You do it, it is that was kind of weird because it's like Alcatraz back so this was supposed to take place in 1961 62 60ish that that time frame but yeah it's like Alcatraz was the worst of the worst but so a lot of people knew each other because they knew each other from other prisons <laughs> yeah the line where he said that you know about this prison is for prisoners that didn't make yeah. it in the other prisons right yeah everyone seemed like everybody who tried to escape other prisons ended up in Alcatraz so Michael Rez what are you giving it? What is your review? Um, of, and what are you going to use as uh, hypothetical to, measuring? Um, let's do it out of uh, uh, kind of, uh, what are we out of uh, drills made out of fan motors? Whoa, out of yeah. uh, fingernail clippers. Fingernail. Okay, let's do fingernail clippers. I'm giving this uh, four out of five fingernail clippers. Four out of five. Yeah. What about you? I will say four point five. 4.5 nail clippers. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is good. I liked it. it. And I think the amazing friends will like it too. Do you remember, is there any other prison movies that you think of when you think of this movie? The Shawshank Redemption. That's the one that I uh, think that it, it doesn't, or the Shawshank Redemption would kind of mirror this one uh, in a way, but it, they're two different stories, two different prisons, two different characters. Uh, but I, that's the other like prison movies. When you say prison movie, the first one I think about Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that is a classic movie. Uh, same kind of thing that the warden's a dick. You know, the way they escape is kind of the same. Excellent, Michael Rez. Mm-hmm. Uh, great film. Good job. Now on today's episode, as I mentioned earlier in the beginning, we're going to be playing new music from Chuck W. Also, we're going to have those movie giveaways. So. Stay tuned. And also, if you could help support our show, go to buymecoffee.com forward slash amazing pop pod. We also have powerful merch, hoodies, stickers, t shirts, mugs, whatever you need. Our powerful merch is available for you. 
you follow us on Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod or Instagram. We have powerful links there. We hope you enjoyed this powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.